Welcome to the Restore Body Balance podcast, where we combine psychology, biology, and neurology to enact life changes that stick. I'm Colleen Burns, licensed psychotherapist and founder of Restore Body Balance. As I mentioned last week, my co-producer, Nico Utanis, has given me free reign in the upcoming weeks to have a series on energy and invite guests to our podcast in the future to give a greater depth and learning to address topics you want to hear most of in the fall of 2020. So, as promised, today we will discuss how to maintain energy. Last week we discussed what energy actually was, but here by finding focus for energy, and you guessed it, it involves mindfulness and meditation, as our brilliant minds do like to wander. My practice combines psychology, biology, and neurology, so let's use that brilliant, habituated brain to create some energy. Like we mentioned last week, when we are stressed, we are not charging our batteries and we are simply wasting attentional units. We said that mindfulness and meditation can get some of those attentional units back, or otherwise known as charging our batteries. And this does not have to be sitting in a meditation class cross-legged for 20 to 30 minutes either, although that is extremely beneficial. It can be cumulative. Like we have said, we can antidote stress as it arises. So let's start off with a simple one-minute routine or several one-minute routines that we can do each day to antidote stress and get more energy. So number one, as I learned at the Benson Henry Institute here at the Massachusetts General Hospital in concert with Harvard University's Department of Psychiatry, they had something called positive expectation and cognitive reappraisal that they actually looked at scientifically to antidote stress and gain energy. Think about how you feel when you are stressed. It's exhausting and going down the rabbit hole of perseveration and rumination is a complete waste of time. And yes, you guessed it, energy. And it's simply these storylines that we've made up in our head. That Netflix mini movie series you just created basically ate up quite a bit of energy. So maybe what somebody said to you that day, a text exchange, an email, something you said, something somebody else said, and we just keep replaying the scenarios in our head over and over and over. Now, this also came from a big movement of positive psychology not too long ago. And when I studied it, I thought positive psychology was more about a therapist who would say, well, just look at the bright side, right? Like, you know, there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But really, having a positive attitude or positive expectation actually antidotes stress. So as I say in my book, Prescription for Change, Using Your Lifestyle as Medicine, bring in abundance, aka gratitude. I use the term abundance as Oprah popularized the gratitude journal. So I'm going to give Oprah all the street cred for introducing us to gratitude and I will use abundance. So as we often say, 
bookend your day with some positive emotion. And please do not look at your phone in bed. Really, it's, it's a bad habit. I used to do it myself, but upon rising or at night, you're just inviting people into your day or your bedroom. You know, if we just put the devices away and bring in abundance and gratitude, you have complete control at that moment to set the tone for how your day or night's sleep will go. So we can feel abundant when we think about, let's say, our partner, a friend, our health in a good way, and believe it or not, even when we're suffering from illness. Perhaps it's something as simple as our warm bed or morning cup of coffee. But don't just think of the person, place, or thing. The key is to pay attention to the feeling you get when you think of these people places or things. I teach this to my clients that are beginning a workout or exercise routine. I will suggest spending a few minutes lamenting how good you feel after the workout, maybe during a stretch or a cool down, and really absorb that feeling. Maybe it's the dopamine effect of euphoria or sense of accomplishment. Perhaps it's relaxation or even more energy. So speaking of more energy, when we wake up, let's bring in abundance. How do you feel when you think about who or what you appreciate most? And let's do this together right now, listeners. Take a few minutes. Just pay attention to this. Take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And again, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Now picture something or someone you are grateful for. I feel blessed and abundant when I think about my family. Grateful I have children and a husband and a nice home. I just naturally smile. My heart feels full and warm and I am happy. If I start thinking about my busy day ahead or heaven forbid something happening to a loved one, I start to stress and feel anxious or sad. I might even tear up. But practicing abundance or gratitude every day, and that's day and night, hence the term bookending, you will rewire your brain for happiness. It is proven scientifically, and that's neuroplasticity. We can start and end the day feeling energized and happy, and the same for the nighttime. Don't download the bad or stressful events of the day, but rather bathe the brain in abundance. And don't forget, we need to go to bed in that relaxation response for rest and restore and flush out those cytokines and get some deep sleep, which will give energy to the next day. Okay, let's move on to number two. And I call this finding your pain points. That is, where do you hold tension? And more importantly, what do you do about it? So often my clients talk about mindlessly scrolling through social media or checking Facebook, but there is a difference in your brain when you just simply need a break to what might actually be, let's say, distraction or craving. Last week we discussed the Pomodoro technique. 
the idea of working and taking breaks in 25 minute increments. And this is vital. We recharge during these periods and actually function better. Have you ever read something and 10 minutes later thought, oh my goodness, I don't even remember what I just read. I work with so many students cramming for exams at night and feeling exhausted all the time. We simply need to retain the knowledge in that rest and relax, or even when we're not in the fight, flight, or freeze mode, right? I can remember being in an exam and feeling that my mind just went completely blank. And that's where all of this mindfulness and meditation and breathing comes in to elicit that relaxation response. In a previous podcast, we discussed the concept of restorative sleep. At night, we basically go through five stages of sleep. It's a rhythm of higher and lower phases of alertness every 90 minutes. Well, it turns out this rhythm happens in daylight hours as well. Neuroscientists call it them beta waves or busy daytime waves. And in the downtime cycle during the day, they call it alpha waves. These waves are vital. We're charging our brains, okay? We are recharging our bodies and brains. It's a very important concept. But you're not doing it to necessarily do more. It's more for creativity and it's an integral part of decision-making, even social interaction. So not all breaks for social media or scrolling are necessarily bad, but we are better off with a person to person call or just being present with no other distractions. And that could be something really simple like folding laundry or doing the dishes, taking a shower. We're just needing to be present in the moment. Even things like petting an animal, right? Can be a calming moment. <laughs> That's also eliciting what we like to call when we had the bio dots at the Mass General Hospital. You wanna be in the relaxation response. And these were little dots we would put on the inside of our wrist or thumb. And when they turned lighter colors like blue, you were eliciting the relaxation response. And the darker the color, you were in a stress-based response. So really important. So again, let's go back to an everyday calming moment having that cup of coffee or tea and truly getting the five senses engaged is wonderful too. What do you see, smell, hear, touch, and taste? During our COVID climate, I encourage my clients to engage in one of the five senses moments each day, or even what we call Roy G. Biv in my day, the colors of the spectrum of the rainbow. So go outside and find flowers or foliage of red, orange, green, blue, indigo, and violet. And speaking of social media, I try and post examples at least once a week to encourage and remind clients to go out and engage in these types of activities. And again, listeners, it is scientifically proven to help your mental and physical health. Next and third, I'd like to move on to what I call sit, stand, and sleep with purpose. Sounds interesting, right? Well, I borrow these concepts from my yogi and Buddhist friends. I remember being taught warrior pose, and it wasn't to go into battle, but rather a posture of strength. We rise to any challenge. Our shoulders are back, our head is held high. It's also a posture of confidence and belief in yourself. 
talk about giving you energy. And we release chemicals that boost our mood. And posture and mood are definitively linked. Think about sitting at our computers these days. My daughter has developed a terrible muscle knot and tension in her back, starting from just this sort of homeschool Zoom all day. And to take the analogy one step further, as you know, every Saturday I'm at the barn and her trainer always says, look where you want your horse to go. And it seems surreal and quite frankly, difficult to watch as her horse is going to the wall. She's actually looking to the left, but Mr. Dots rounds the corner as her shoulders and eyes are on the other wall. Her posture greatly affects their emotional and social connection. Horses do not want you to fall off and they rely on you to steer them. And it's all about balance and confidence. If you are looking down, you go down. But looking up and seeing the world around you is stimulating. And take the opposite. How do you feel when you are scared or stressed? We shrug our shoulders, shrivel up, hang our heads low and slouch. Oh my, no energy there. And again, posture is directly correlated with heart rate, muscular tension, and chemical reactions in the brain, which affects our mood. Our breathing becomes shallow, cortisol is released, and we become irritable and fatigued, serotonin levels drop, along with our moods, and of course, this all affects our energy levels. Study after study has proven that just standing up tall with our shoulders back increases serotonin levels. It decreases cortisol and gives us an enhanced feeling of confidence, well-being, and positive expectation. Going back to mindfulness and meditation, not to mention yoga, I don't know if you've ever done any of these, but you're often asked to sit up straight, hence the cushions and aids that help us sit tall. When we are hunched over, we can create this tension again in our necks and our shoulders and our back. And let's go back to sleep. <laughs> are you a jaw clencher, teeth grinder? Have you ever woken up with a kink in your neck? So let's pause and take a minute to reflect. So I ask you listeners, where do you hold your tension? Is it in your shoulders, your back? How are you sitting, standing and sleeping? These chronic patterns of posture are sending signals to your brain. Are you in fight, flight, freeze or rest and relax, rest and restore, rest and digest? Just a few minutes of those breathing cycles can elicit the relaxation response. And again, going back to bookending your day, this is why my program and book ask you to meditate or be mindful upon waking and just before bed. It's an eight week journal that's included in the program. And it uses that beautiful habituated brain to eventually automate things for you. We want to send signals to the brain that we are safe and sound. Just this awareness alone can change your energy levels. And lastly, number four, nutrition. Nutrition plays a vital role in our energy levels, not to mention our physical and mental health. Remember, food equals mood. Eating a nutrient-dense food all day gives us life energy. And I'm not talking about a diet or a complete overhaul. 
at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where I received my integrative health coaching certificate, we learned a unique concept of crowding out. So you add a veggie or piece of fruit and naturally eat healthier and crowd out the not as healthy foods. These days I can't eat breakfast without some sort of green. And I kid you not, and I'm not trying to be some health coach guru here. I love an open frittata with some kale and avocado, or even a fried egg over some leftover vegetables or a salad. I feel energized for the day. There's also wonderful recipes I could introduce you to, like a crustless quiche that I stuff with broccoli, peppers, onions, spinach. And if you have this with a little side salad, it's a perfect lunch or dinner. Even my local pizzeria, Dante's, um, in my neighborhood of Brookline, Massachusetts, he has what he calls an arugula pie. It's basically like having a giant salad on top of your pizza all in one. And I just feel better about myself. Again, it's not restrictive. It's just crowding out and adding more that feels good. And speaking of carbs, let's talk about inflammation. Not only does eating a high carb diet with refined sugars cause awful insulin spikes and this high dose of inflammation in the body, not to mention those little high carb snacks turn into quick energy, but leave you hungry for more. And in just minutes, right? Like my Pepperidge Farm goldfish addiction. And then there are the processed foods and sugars, chemicals and preservatives that really do not belong in our body. And we also know certain foods make us feel better than others. And others are better for our gut microbiome, like cruciferous vegetables, which are essentially a prebiotic, and fermented foods that are probiotics. Now, let's not forget, a sluggish intestinal tract will most certainly slow you down. Not to mention, did you know serotonin is actually manufactured in your gut, not your brain? So let's nourish our bodies for energy. And again, looking at that concept of crowding out, we're simply just adding a green or a piece of fruit to each meal. That high fiber food helps slow down digestion and keeps you full. So really those french fries naturally get crowded out. You don't have to eliminate them, just crowd them out. You just won't eat as many of them. And again, this is not a diet, but a lifestyle. And it's not hard. You know, my family loves a place called Eventide Oyster in Fenway, Boston. And yes, I indulge in the fish sandwich there, but I also get extra kimchi, cabbage slaw, and lots of pickles. Hold the bun. And they have delicious seasoned french fries, but they're crowded out. Again, I'm not feeling deprived. I feel quite full. And it's Sunday, and this is when I write my podcast, so I cannot afford to feel tired and sluggish like we all do after a high-carb meal. So again, listeners, just take a few minutes right now. Think about a fruit or veggie that you can add to each meal. What is your favorite fruit or vegetable? Start small. Maybe it's just a handful of blueberries or even just a carrot. And what do you have on hand? Make sure we shop the perimeter of the store and eat a rainbow of colors and flavors for our phytonutrients. And don't forget, contact me for ideas. I am working on a cookbook, but for now, I will settle for my little old Instagram. Just recently, I posted something about my cauliflower fried rice, where I just buy the rice cauliflower, 
add a healthy oil-based salad dressing, scramble in an egg, and well, all of a sudden, you can just throw in any kind of vegetable of choice, peppers, onions, spinach, and I top it with brewer's yeast for an extra dose of vitamin B and a re really rich, deep flavor. Um, you know, let's not forget my fan of being a probiotic freak. I love those good bugs. And again, we're just learning about our wonderful microbiome and it's not called our second brain for nothing. Not to mention alkaline red fruits and vegetables that flush out our lymphatic system. So again, let's clean out those drains to get increased energy. So thank you. Hopefully today helped in giving our listeners ideas on natural ways to gain energy. And feel free to contact me at www.restorebodybalance.com and click the subscribe button to hear more episodes on combining psychology of the mind, the biology of the body, and the neurology of the brain to use your lifestyle as medicine.